Welcome back to the Blue City Podcast Show. So we today have a special guest with us, and it is our first guest outside of uh, Blue City itself. So we have the one and the only Tom Miazga. Yeah. Hey, guys. How you doing? <laughs> Thanks for joining us tonight. Um, yeah. So we just... Uh, Give us a little background on yourself and kind of um, where you started with the athletic world and moved on from there. Yeah, awesome. Well, thanks again for having me. I'm excited to be here. And didn't know the first one outside of the Blue City life, so that's pretty cool. Yeah, um, that's yeah, fun. good one. Let's go. It was a good guess. <laughs> hey, I appreciate it. Um, yeah, so I um, grew up a swimmer. That was my, my biggest background is in the swimming pool. Um, I guess more specifically and more what makes my life more fun is I was born with cerebral palsy, specifically spastic diplegia. Um, so I grew up obviously having trouble walking. Um, it's basically a neuromuscular disorder in which at some point in my spinal cord, which we have yet to figure out and is kind of the case for most CP is there's some, some sort of misfiring of the neurons where I tell my brain to walk. And as I get down, as those neurons travel down the spinal cord, there's just a freak out moment. We panic and we spaz out and while my walking's, um, the easiest way to describe it looks pretty drunk. I don't really know how else <laughs> yeah. to describe it sometimes. Um, so with the spastic diplegia specifically, um, my lower half is a diplegia part. Spastic, it means spasticity. So my lower half is extremely tight. Um, when I walk, I, you know, it's not anywhere near a normal gait. It's a very swinging like gait. There's not a lot of heel toe action to it. And it's a lot of lower back driven more than anything. So that natural lordosis, uh, an adult will kind of occur over time. Mine is pretty aggressive compared to that. So, uh, my lower back can get pretty tight, pretty quick. I can, like I said, I obviously I can get up and walk around, but I use my chair most of the time. Um, probably like 70, 30 across the day. It was a little bit less when I was younger because I wasn't as busy and didn't have to be late for things, but <laughs> that's of course changed. So, um, I use the chair quite a bit and Oh, I was going to say a quick side note. So Tom and I actually <laughs> met each other in college and um, he was on the swim team with me at SLU and, you know, we kind of grew up in the college world together. But yeah, Tom was the one, you know, um, if he was out walking out of his chair, you know, people would be like, oh, is he drunk? All the time. But uh, we, um, you came back for something when I was in PT school and we were doing uh, reflexes and that, we were like mm -hmm. learning how to do reflexes. And I remember like your reflexes were the most spastic reflexes I've ever seen. I was like, this is so cool. <laughs> um, <laughs> but I, when you were talking about, you know, the spasticity, if you see someone like hit um, their knee with a hammer, like they do at the doctor's office, you know, most people have like a little like kick and um, Tom's leg would like go all the way straight and just like spasm in that like straight position so. summer for a bit yeah right? yeah it, it kind of like stays there for a second so i've always got lined up that you know if life all fails i can just go and sign on and be like an nfl kicker like <laughs> yeah, yeah. i could probably crush like a 45 yard field goal no problem <laughs> yeah, <love that>. um, <laughs> um yeah so as i mentioned you know I, I grew up a swimmer i think one of the things is that i found a lot of peace in the water with my disability uh, it was one place where I felt like it was almost eradicated in a way, and I hate to say it, but I'll put air quotes around. I kind of felt normal. Mm -hmm. um, it was, you know, I go to gym class and I stand on one foot for maybe two seconds before I, I eat it and fall over, and I could stand on one foot for two days in the pool. And it was kind of like this almost like superhero wielding kind of feeling in the water, where it's like maybe this is a place where I feel like I can kind of be my own and, and come to it. And so I always enjoyed growing up, being in the water, being in the local outdoor pool or in a, on the beach in the ocean or in a lake or something like that. And it wasn't until I was in second grade that my teacher taught me or told me that he 
ran a swim club and he was just starting a local program at our high school in the district. And, um, you know, just telling me more about how swimming is more than just, you know, the vacation life. It's you can actually <laughs> swim back and forth for a competitive yeah. purpose. And, um, so, you know, long story short, that's really where the whole swimming career started. And that blossomed all the way up into college where I had the fortunate opportunity to, uh, swim at St. Louis university, you yeah. know, good old slew and swim mm-hmm. with Taylor. So we were <laughs> same, same graduating class together there. And so we went in together and, um, never did we think that we'd be in the CrossFit world together at no. this point, but, um, <laughs> it was just really cool to, you know, know Taylor and meet Taylor at that time and now, you know, come around and, and be in this position that we are now. So, yeah. um, I guess again, I was able to find a lot of success in the water it was really, you know, it really was a place where I felt like I could succeed and was really fortunate to have found the Paralympic organization when I was in high school. Um, my coach who at the time was also still the same guy that was my second grade teacher, um, had found out about the Paralympics. Um, actually it's kind of a fun story. He was at home one night, one night watching, remember the Titans. And there was that point in the movie, spoiler alert, yeah. <laughs> where the, um, the star quarterback or linebacker, I can't remember, gets T-boned in the co- intersection and mm-hmm. he gets paralyzed waist down and all of his buddies go win. They win the championship and they come and visit him afterwards. And, they're asking like, Hey, we did it. We did it. They give them the trophy. And they're like, what are you going to do? How are you feeling? All this stuff. It's like, Oh, I'm going to be all right. No, I found out there's sports for people in wheelchairs. And my coach, Steve is literally on the couch watching that thinking like, I wonder if that's real. And yeah. literally Google sports for people in wheelchairs and finds the Paralympic organization and brought all the papers the next day. And like literally not two months later, we had our first national championship swim meet and then it just took off from there. So, yeah. um, I was really fortunate to have competed in the, I guess at the, uh, that first year we went to that national meet, um, got myself onto a training camp at the Olympic training center. And from there qualified for the para Pan Am games in Rio de Janeiro, Brazil, ended up winning six international medals in my first international meet, which led to, uh, the 2008 Beijing games and, uh, was just an historic and incredible experience for me. Um, and that's why I'm all the way up through about two and a half years of college. So mm-hmm. I, um, was at SLU for two years. Yep. And then in my junior year, I kind of came to the hard, hard decision that um, I was looking at London. You know, I was going to be kind of in the right prime decision to to go for it and see what I could do after having a successful Beijing opportunity. And um, so I ended up leaving SLU, coming home and training with Steve again, and um, ended up falling one one hundredth short of making the team. Oh man! So <laughs> I know. Yeah, it's 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 mind boggling. It's it's still like it's crazy. And I won a best time and I won the heat. I won my event, the hunter back and everything. And the Paralympic organization runs a little bit differently than you would like Olympic swimming. So, you know, we don't qualify every single top two that, you know, win mm-hmm. at trials because we have so many different disability classes and so many different people that you'd be taking hundreds of people on the swim team alone. And, uh, so it's a finicky process based on world rankings. And yeah, I was one place less than I needed to be by one one hundredth of a second uh, from yeah. going to the game. So um, I then ended up finding. Um, so, yeah, so teaching and that yeah. ended up leading to CrossFit. So, yeah, well, so you um, what was it like 2015, maybe was that when you officially yeah, from yeah. so I yeah I went to my last national meet in December of 2015. Yeah, and um and that was because you were kind of getting into Rio, but you were like at that point where you were getting into the real world, and you're like I can't <laughs> just yeah take off. Exactly. I mean, when you train for, when you go to the Olympics, like you have a training camp beforehand, 
then you have the whole Olympic experience and everything. And it's not just like you're not gone for like a week. Like you're gone for no. a long period yeah. of time. Oh, yeah. I mean, like even when I qualified for Beijing, it was I was going into my senior year of high school and I had to take almost like a month and a half of summer school right after junior year ended just to like make sure I was caught up when I got back. Cause I was in Asia for like six weeks yeah. and it was yeah. crazy long. Yeah. yeah. So when, when and how, I guess what was it be the story of you finding CrossFit? Yeah. Like what, what year was that? How did you fall into it? What, uh, so, what changed? Yeah. That? It all, it all kind of blends together. Um, and it's, I guess kind of fun story where the swimming career ended in 2015. And as Taylor said, like I was, I ended up changing my major because I transferred schools after not making London. It totally like flew my whole world for a loop. Mm -hmm. And um, I ended up going into elementary education. And so as that last meet rolled around in 2015, I was actually heading into my student teaching semester and getting ready to graduate. And I knew that by that next fall, like Taylor said, the pragmatics of life kind of kicked in where it's like, you know, who's going to really hire a first year teacher who has to miss the first month of school to go to the Olympics? Like that's kind of weird. Um, And so I just kind of was like, I woke up the last day of nationals and was like, I'm done. This is yeah. it. I can be done. I'm happy with it. It's fine. It was so weird. But um, I got into the classroom that next fall and very quickly found myself like atrophying from not swimming every mm-hmm. single day and training as hard as I was. Just, you know, general hip function and getting around the classroom wasn't as easy as I thought it would be, you know, be a chair or I was just standing and walking around. Um, and so I went, I had first been doing a little bit of PT, but I was like, I think I just need more strength at this point and just kind of getting myself active again. Um, And one of my local buddies just said, hey, well, you know, a local CrossFit gym just opened up down the street and I literally had no idea what CrossFit was. And this was in late, like late 2016. Um, And I went in there and we were actually, they were actually neighboring a chiropractic company as well. So I went over to them first and talked a little bit more about like, you know, what would be best for me? What's going to, what can you do? What can Mm -hmm. you kind of look at? And um, they got me hooked up with a trainer over there that we just really focused on foundational and almost infancy movements. So like a lot of the CP caused my lower half to not really develop and open the way that your body does when you're an infant and growing into your toddler stages. So my hips have always kind of stayed concave. They've always stayed relatively closed. Um, and so we did a lot of work just trying to open that up and make that more functional. Mm-hmm. And I was doing, you know, simple things like squatting on my knees on the floor, just working on going from on my heels to upright on my just and just feeling this crazy activation of my glutes and my hamstrings um that quickly developed into more of a um one kneeling squat and let you know just we Mm -hmm. quickly found that i was gaining so much more than i ever knew that i could and even more than the water um and as we started to progress we started like couple it with movements and all of a sudden they're like do you want to do some pull-ups with this and i'm like absolutely (laughs) like you don't understand like pull-ups are my jam (laughs) um that's kind of where the love the love relationship just really started that it was like I got thrown into like basically the, the next day I like went into an actual CrossFit class and tried to mm-hmm. modify as I could and adapt as I needed to um, and just totally fell in love with it. It was that same feeling in rush with swimming where it's like, I'm a, I'm a glutton for punishment where I just <laughs> yeah. like, I love the, I love to push my body and push myself to limits and, and just kind of see myself succeed in ways that I never thought I could, you know, yeah. and, and feeling that soreness the next day knowing like, yeah, you did a good job. Yeah. Um, and so it was like late 2016 that I found CrossFit and just kind of said like, Hey, thanks for the intro. Like I'm going to keep doing this now. And, um, I got into the, I was like, I took an initiative for myself and I'm like, well, let's go see if there's actually CrossFit for people in wheelchairs. So mm-hmm. by early 2017, I found the wheel lot organization. 
Um, and with like very little experience at this point in the CrossFit world, they said, I'm going to do the open, the wheel wide open. Yeah. We'll see how it goes. And there were so many different seated movements that I hadn't even experienced yet or haven't even tried yet. And I'm like thinking like with my CrossFit or my swimming background, like cardiovascular, I should be okay. And you know, I'm, I got an upper body that can handle a lot of this stuff. So let's just see how it goes. And, um, ended up winning the open yeah. in 2017. <laughs> Casual. And I, yeah. I know. It was like, I think in like a sheer panic, I was like, I don't know if this should be happening. And I didn't go to the game. I was like, I'm not going to go this year because I don't know if I'm ready for this or not. And I don't, yeah, I remember I don't that. say that to be like cocky. I didn't be like, I was just like, I don't know what I've gotten myself into yet. And yeah. I just was like, I need to do more research and figure this all out and know what I need to work with. And uh, well, it was, so yeah, then go for it yeah it was funny because i mean you know we like stayed in touch every once in a while but didn't like we weren't talking all the time and then all of a sudden you got into crossfit and you knew that i was big in crossfit and um we were talking the open was like maybe it was in like january or february is that right it was really early that yeah Yeah. Yeah. early one yeah and so um all of a sudden i was like tom like this is you know this is so cool that you're doing this and blah 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 and all of a sudden you're just like you know, you would want it. And then you're just like, yeah, I'm not going to go to the game. So I was like, what? I was like, <laughs> Excuse <laughs> was, me. Yeah. Um, yeah. But like, I mean, I totally get that from the standpoint. You're like, I, what is going to show up at the games that I've never even thought of doing before and right. things like that. And just, um, I even, I even remember this, you know, I hadn't met you yet, Tom yeah. face to face, but she's, she, I remember her being like, yeah, my buddy who's a, uh, you swam together at SLU. He just got into this, and he's like winning every workout. Yeah. <laughs> like Show me the scores. I'm like, what the? What's going on here? Yeah, I was you know ultra impressed just by seeing that stuff. I just remember, I just remember that like being in the gym and you yeah. showing me the scores or, what, or whatever he was doing or, mm-hmm. or like. Yeah. And then she would te- she would like text him and be like, hey, what'd you get on this score or what'd you get on this workout? Because it would be kind of similar, yeah. right? And he would send back, you'd send back some ridiculous thing that I you know. did. <laughs> and I'd be like, are you kidding me? Like, oh this no, because is- you were following comp train with us too yeah. a little bit. I think, yeah. yeah. Then or like right after. Yeah. I think it was like, I think you started showing me around the, the ropes a little bit more and, yeah. and the big programming name. So yeah. But you would like, just- you would do a workout because we were doing like the similar workouts and all the, like you'd like send me something and I was like I'm just not going to talk to you anymore. I was yeah, like you're too good. frustrated at the same point. Yeah, right. Yeah, yeah, I'm not competitive at all. It's fine. Was <laughs> <laughs> a hard Jukic? He, he yeah. qualified through I think this the his first time through uh, the Serbian yeah. um, national champion spot mm-hmm. and he declined his invite because he didn't think he was fit enough and yeah. Tom over here just went in the open and saying right. Well, it was cool. One question too, but back up real quick. Um, could you got yeah. into CrossFit then? So what were you doing? What did strength training exist? at like SLU or even before that or were you yeah. just ripping off miles in the pool and stuff like that like everybody else and doing some pull-ups or what did you do other strength training what did that look up before you kind of crossed over into this in 2016 right. no and I think that was really cool is I felt like as an athlete with a disability I felt like while I was at SLU it was the best opportunity I could have had to have experienced a D1 lifestyle as much as I could have okay um you know, SLU was never really a huge school on my radar when I was first looking at colleges. And it wasn't like, I, I really knew I wanted to try and swim at mm-hmm. that point, but I didn't know at like what level was going to be realistic for me. Cause a lot of places I want to go kept telling me, yeah, you know, you can swim with our club team or, you know, the, no, like straight up, no, there's just no room for you at this point. Mm-hmm. And so when SLU even gave me a chance, I was like, I'm in, you got me, let's yeah. go. And, and, um, 
our trainer, good old Mike Lane, I haven't uh, seen this no, guy in forever. Oh my gosh. <laughs> um, he did a great job with helping me figure out what was best for me. I mean, we did a lot of upper body when I was there yeah. and a lot of core work. We didn't do a ton of leg stuff. Um, I wouldn't say that um, that was ever really a, a necessity at that point too. I yeah. felt like, you know, whatever I needed to do, I knew from a PT standpoint and was like, I'll try and add it in as I can. Um, but Mike did a great job of really trying to help me incorporate myself into what we were doing on a daily basis. Gave me the same kind of percentages and the same kind of lifts as everybody else in the team. Um, and it was really creative. Like we went to our first training trip at ASU our freshman year and the, all the rest of the able-bodied athletes on the team were like running parking lot ramps and running a hill. And Mike put a freaking sled on my back and made me just roll up the parking lot every floor after <laughs> yeah. floor. And yeah. it was just like, okay. And it was, it sucked so much more than I thought. And like, yeah. we found, we found a, there was a pretty long, like a hill is like the thing at ASU yeah. this really long hill and it gets really steep, really fast. And this mostly paved and we like, he made me push it up as far as I could. And like, there are points where I'm like, I swear we're going 91 degrees yeah. upward right now because it just feels like we're, I'm going to, if I let go, I'm going backwards. I'm going yeah. down. So yeah. it was really aggressive, but it was just cool that, you know, I was tested in my limits in those regards. And, um, yeah, it was it was a good healthy dose of strength training with the swimming and I felt like I was getting fitter and faster and yeah. bigger in general and I could tell cuz I was eating a ton more for sure. So <laughs> yeah. um I know I was growing. So yeah, it was yeah. definitely really cool to see that blossom as it did because then I think that also built a really great foundation for when I went to CrossFit to kind of already know of like here's what I know I can good I'm good at like mm -hmm. you want to do some weighted pull-ups like all day. Let's have some fun. But then it was like oh, what am I going to do instead of back squat? And that's where it was kind of like, yeah. all right, yeah. what do I need to do here? And how do I need to navigate this world and, and fit in differently? So um, so when you first got into CrossFit, um, I mean, we kind of had this, not even first got into it, but I think as you started to um, get more into it, you started to push your own limits a little bit more. Um, and mm -hmm. so like, I remember, uh, I don't know what year it was, but all of a sudden you're like, oh, I, like you sent me a video. You're like, I've been practicing handstand walking. And um, it was like one of those things where you're like, this is something that never even crossed my mind to attempt to try. Um, but it was right. something that all of a sudden you're like, my core is so much stronger. Like I'm starting to get better kind of awareness of where my body is in space and all those things. And, um, you know, then you posted that video on Instagram and it like blew up in the CrossFit world of you handstand walking. And like, so... I guess, you know, how has CrossFit itself kind of like shown you and pushed you like past your limits from that standpoint? Yeah. Um, what I think I love the most about CrossFit is just the GDP of it all and the, the general physical preparedness mm -hmm. and how it's so adaptable to anybody and everybody. Like it's, it literally is for anybody out there and having grown up in a sport and then, you know, as it got a, you know, more involved in it and pun intended, it got too streamlined where you had to be a specific person to yeah. be in a specific class for Paralympic swimming, like to see the other side of this, where it's like, no, everybody in the world can do this. Mm -hmm. Like it was really eye opening, and it was really refreshing when I went into my first couple classes, even just to feel like I was immediately a part of the community and feel like I would had a place there and that I wasn't holding anybody back or slowing anybody down. And people were willing to help me. Like coaches were willing to work with me and figure out ways to adapt different movements um, and so I just felt like as I got into it, it was that same idea of like, I was learning so much about myself and I was able to push myself in ways that I didn't think I could. Um, I'd never really done like 
cardiovascular tra- like interval training like on a rower or mm-hmm. on a bike erg before or a ski erg and so I was like this kind of feels like swimming and I have some leg up in that right yeah. but it wasn't nearly the same like I'm pretty sure the first day I went into CrossFit I did a 400 meter row and puked on the rower when I was done <laughs> I wasn't ready I wasn't ready <laughs> it was so bad um but you know it was just one of those things where I felt like as I started to figure out what was best for what I needed in the situations um I could use that as a platform to help, you know, progress into what, what, what's more important here or what's better for my daily life. Yeah. Um, obviously, the competitive side of me never left because here we are, you know, five years into, six years into CrossFit and, you know, I'm still wanting to compete every single day. And I jumped into the Open six months after starting. And that competitiveness, I think, kind of led me to say, well, what do I need to do in order to be ready for these competitions? Like, mm-hmm. what are some, what are these basic movements? Like, how well do I need to get in and out of my wheelchair to be able to yeah. transfer well enough to yeah. go from movement to movement? Mm-hmm. And I think that was even eye-opening. My first time around um, in 2017 with the Open, we had the first introduction of our fun um, dumbbell snatch and burpee. Oh, yeah. 10, 10, 10, 10, 20, yeah. 20, 30. Yeah. Um, and we just redid this past Open. And when I first did it, <laughs> I was like, Teddy's favorite. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> he's like, oh, yeah. yeah. Um, You're giving him PTSD. Favorite, right? <laughs> yeah. Everybody's favorite. Um, but the first time I did it, like I had my feet out in front of me on the floor because we were dumbbell snatching from the floor, not from our mm-hmm. chairs. And I was not ready for that. Like my core, my lower back were not ready to be able to balance that and handle mm-hmm. that. And so like right away it was learning like, okay, what do I need to do in order to make my core stronger? Yeah. How can I do this from a seated on the floor versus seated in my chair position? Mm-hmm. What are some things I can do while I'm standing to help this? Yeah. Um, and those have just like the, my, my passion for the knowledge of the sport and my passion for my general fitness, I think the thing that really hooked me in was like, I felt healthy. Yeah. You know, like I never felt healthy when I was swimming. I felt strong and I felt mm-hmm. fit, but like I knew I could leave a CrossFit gym after these couple months and getting started. I felt my body changing in ways where like I could never walk up the stairs carrying a laundry basket that was full, mm-hmm. you know, and all of a sudden like nonchalantly not even thinking about it like i could do it and i was like yeah this isn't this shouldn't be happening (laughs) whoa awesome um and so it was just cool to see that really progress as it did and so you know as we got to higher skill stuff and um you know just kind of floating around with like the idea of ring muscle ups like i'm like i got a big upper body like let's Mm -hmm. just go see like someone teach me how to skip and we did that and then we nailed it and it was like awesome so when it came to like handstand walking it was one of those things where um i was really nervous about going upside down because like never did I think I would, like you said, I shouldn't, I shouldn't be going upside down at all as a person in a wheelchair. Like, yeah. It doesn't make sense. Mm-hmm. Right. It doesn't make societal needs yeah. blossom. <laughs> it's right. like makes everybody freak out. So, um, I just started with, you know, basic trying to kit myself up and that's a lot more shoulder and lat driven to push myself up into a handstand pushup than most people. Like I actually start on all fours on the floor and kind of kick up from there. I can't do it from a standing upright mm-hmm. position just because of the leg flip that needs to come through that. Um, but I just started doing like handstand negatives at first, just handstand handstand holds against the wall. And Mm -hmm. before I knew it, the pushups came through and like, it was just kind of like one of those things of like, your muscles are ready for this. Your shoulders are ready to handle this. Like you just kind of needed to wake up the fibers in this, in this modality to say, you can do this inverted you're Mm -hmm. going to be fine. And, uh, I think as I got going in CrossFit, I probably overworked my CNS a lot. So I was definitely having a lot more, uh, uh, clonus and spasticity mm-hmm. even throughout daily life just feels probably worn out more than yeah. it should have been uh, just doing too much of a volume and 
um, I think as I started to like kind of realize that and tone it down a little bit, that's when I realized that I was able to better control my core mm-hmm. and better control my hips when they were upside down. Um, and so I was at this point in life, like working a ridiculous schedule. I was yeah. teaching, yeah. <laughs> teaching sixth grade math. I was running a full-time swim club. I was coaching the high school team as well and masters before. So basically I was working from 5 a.m. to like 8 or 8.30 p.m. Yeah. And that's when I was like, go to the gym and train by myself and do comp train workouts, which yeah. the warm up's like an hour alone. Oh, yeah. like, okay. <laughs> so like by 10.30 at night when I'm like yeah. just getting to the body armor section of the workout, I'm like not having a lot left or not yeah. even having motivation. So mm-hmm. it was like a kind of a fun thing for me, like on my own to have a secret project of like, let's see if I can handstand yeah. And And then it was that one day that like, it was a comp train workout of like, 50 double under 50, 40, 30, 20, 10 mm-hmm. double unders with handstand walk in between that. Mm-hmm. I'm like, I did it with a buddy at my local gym. Uh, I was like on a Saturday afternoon or Saturday evening. And I was like, Hey, check this out. And I didn't even really have it at that point. It was yeah. like, I'm just going to see what happens. And I remember, <laughs> I remember kicking up and pressing out and, and being like, I'm stable. I'm comfortable. I'm concerned. <laughs> I don't know what's happening. And I just started walking and I'm like, we're doing this. Yeah. We're doing this. Here we go. So, um, yeah, it's been really, it's been really cool to kind of have those, those wheelhouse opportunities. And, mm-hmm. um, I love it for the wheel wad spe- aspect too, because that actually was like kind of the, one of the bigger momentum switch and why we went from seated one to yep. like, seated athletes to seated one and seated two. Yep. Um, so that was kind of cool now that we can kind of delve into those more you can get a little, and, yeah. and, uh, and take that talent to the next level whenever you're developing a new skill like like learning the handstand walks or getting the bar yeah. muscle up there's you got to be like hey look watch me do this to get yeah. the, 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 the pressure yeah. the pressure like, <laughs> like make sure like oh now that now i have to do this um so that kind of like segues so tom is the uh four-time reigning wheel wad champion yes you got it yes man um and so he's won the just, past just one a couple weeks ago right yeah just yeah. one two yeah. weeks ago last breaking week? yes last really week. you got back last, last week, week yeah right? last week yeah, yeah. um and so that, that kind of leads me though when you were saying you know you started to realize like the intensity and the volume that you were doing was too high um and so then you started to work with kevin ogar right mm-hmm. yeah. um and how like did things change for you one um i know like the programming and stuff changed but then two like did you start thinking of crossfit more as a sport at that time or like what kind of um did you start to change how you thought of like training and like um, competing and things like that when you started doing that? Did you see some changes there? Yeah, I think so. And, you know, to be honest, I really didn't get a lot of that high skill, like crazy, you're disabled, you shouldn't be doing these kind of skill things until after I'd gone to the games in 2018. Mm-hmm. Um, so my first experience was way up in Collingwood, Ontario, and went to the games up there and um, having won, that was the first year that I won the CrossFit mm-hmm. Games and kind of seeing you know, where my potential really could be with this sport, it really kind of shifted a lot in me and saying, like, I want CrossFit to be a part of my life. Like, I want this to be a part of my daily life in many facets. And that's when I started to investigate the idea of getting my L1, mm-hmm. start coaching at our gym, and just being more involved in the sport and see what opportunities could come from it. Um, and so I think as I got it through that first experience. It was, it it changed into a sport very quickly. It was, um, for me internally, it was a sport. It was like, I wanted to personally keep doing well and really succeeding, but also like those experiences very quickly showed me like 
this could be something really cool for so much of the community that has absolutely no idea this exists, mm -hmm. right? Yes. And it was one of those things where I wanted to become a coach because one, I'd been swim coaching for multiple mm -hmm. years at that point where I was falling in love with the idea of coaching, but I just knew that it was a, a really great opportunity to <laughs> see that. <laughs> Special guests. Special guests, I love it. For everyone that can't see a cat just uh, yeah. jumped on yeah. the <laughs> Um it was just one of those things where I I saw an opportunity for myself to help people realize that you can achieve so much more than you realize. Yeah. And I think in just in being in CrossFit in such a short period of time and having so much great success so quickly, it was like I learned that for myself and I wanted to share that with everybody else. Mm -hmm. um, so for me, it was still internally a sport, but for me externally, it was let's show the world what CrossFit can do for us. Um, and so I very quickly wanted to make it, like I said, a full part of my life. And yeah. I'm happy to be in a point now where I've, I've left the teaching world and I'm just coaching between swimming and CrossFit full time. And so it's a busy and awkward hour schedule for sure. <laughs> yeah. But like I wake up knowing I get to go do something I love every day. And that's just awesome. Um, and so I guess, you know, I'm still very much in a sport phase with CrossFit for myself. Mm -hmm. um, I wanted to find... Um, just the best ways to better myself and improve myself, you know, physically, mentally, emotionally. And I learned a lot of that through CrossFit and, you know, following certain programming helped out a lot with that too. Mm -hmm. um, and so, yeah, it's hard to say, like, I think that was like the most pivotal moment back in 2018. Yeah. But as I look at it now, it's like, I can't even see into the future because I'm so, I'm so like, comfortable and content with what I'm doing right now yeah. between the athlete side and the coach side of it that like I would just love to continue that and just see how for much further we can go um I do have some very cool things I can't quite share publicly <laughs> yet that are very Ooh. very soon to happen which I'm excited about but it's uh yeah it, I'm looking forward to doing a little bit more with ATA and and all they're doing and mm -hmm. um and just see where that goes so yeah I'm just gonna open the doors and just yeah let the opportunities fly. Will you come back on after you have broken the news and we can talk <laughs> totally. about it? 100%. Yep. Well, yep. he's going to be at Wadapalooza, so we can yes. do a podcast there. We should. In yes. person. There you go. Yeah, that'd be awesome. Yeah. That'd be great. Uh, well, and so it's funny you say, like, bringing up, um, you know, it's become more of a sport for you. And you, we were talking a couple weeks ago about how you're like, you know, my upper body strength is not where it was for a little while because you're like, I got mm -hmm. caught up in doing a lot of squats, you know, and you're like, yeah. um, but it's, you know, it's funny how for you, like just listening to that, you know, for me, obviously we squat all the time. Um, but mm -hmm. for you to compete in this sport and not just for like a life, um, like fitness thing, but to compete in the sport, you know, in during your season, you need to take the squats out and focus more on like the bench and like the pressing and that kind of stuff. Um, and it was funny to hear you say that because I was like, oh, it's like that makes total sense because they're not going to test a squat max for you at the games. They're going right. to test a bench press, you know, or whatever. Mm -hmm. And exactly. so, um, yeah, we heard you didn't win the bench press workout. What the heck's going on? <laughs> I know. Come on. I'm sorry. <laughs> <laughs> no, no, but I mean, that's, you know, we've been talking recently about all these different, um, you know, how you train for your season and how like right now, you know, we're working on like the strength and, um, you know, the skill work. And then once we get to January, it'll start to be more cardio and, you know, it starts mm -hmm. to be more like um, heavier Metcons and stuff. But it's the exact same thing for you. Like you have a season as well. Um, yeah. And, you know, like outside of my season, I'm doing more 
random things or if I want to do a workout that's completely off you know track I can or I can go slower on a workout or whatever it may be um but it's you know it's the same you know as you probably um you know as you're getting more and more into the sport you're you're realizing the same thing recognizing the same things like hey you know it's really cool to be able to back squat because someone looks at you and they're like there's no way that he's gonna be able to squat and you know all of a sudden you're squatting like would you have like 400 pounds on the bar or something stupid Stop. no no <laughs> not quite but but, I but did, uh, you know yeah. what i'm saying like it's um yeah it's it's cool to see like uh the adaptive i mean the adaptive wheel wide games is um developing and it's becoming more like you know it's say 10 years behind actual the games right and so it's sure. it's developing yeah. as well and your season's becoming more outlined and things like that where you're having mm-hmm. to um, oh, start yeah. to become more focused on different things during parts of the year and things like that and so um, I think it's you know while there's still a lot of development to happen in the actual yeah. um, adaptive division I think it's cool that we're starting to see some of those things kind of come to fruition a little bit so oh totally and I love it for that that element too because like you know as a seated two athlete so I you know it basically comes down to the fact that I can get out of my chair, I have hip function, and it's just a lot safer for me to do any weightlifting while in a seated position Um, or things like wall balls or things that require a heavy amount of squatting. Mm -hmm. Um, It's just been really cool to have that opportunity specifically because I think so many people get caught up in the idea that a seated athlete is confined to their chair. If Mm -hmm. they're a paraplegic paraplegic or they can't use their legs at all and everything Mm -hmm. is from a seated position. And then it's like, no, actually, it's just that, you know, you would prefer for safety measures and for mm-hmm. functionality purposes, it's better for you to be in a chair. That doesn't mean you can't get out. So it's yeah. just been kind of fun to, like, help broaden those horizons in that same, in that same light. And so kind of talking about, like, this season. So um, Wheelwad has always been separate from the CrossFit Games until this past year in 2021. They did yeah. the Open um, where they had an adaptive division and that was the first yep. time that had happened um and some of the divisions like made it onto the crossfit games and then that was four divisions right uh, i think it was just three yeah okay um yeah. so three divisions made it onto the games and then the rest of the divisions did not um and you know but this year um although it's still not developed enough they've also included like a semifinal. so like were you i i don't remember this exactly but were you crowned by the games the fittest seated athlete or no um, by the CrossFit Games, by not by, by the CrossFit yes. organization, by Wheelwad, yes, okay. not by CrossFit yet, no. So we aren't. So the seated division isn't hasn't been fully recognized until this upcoming season. Yeah, okay, that's what I thought. We're are part of the semifinals. Like, yeah. So those th- same three classes: the standing upper, standing lower, yeah. and the neuro classes will be the ones that compete in Madison again. And then all the other classes: so seated athletes, vision, short stature. Um, minor neuros, I yeah. believe they're all going to be at a virtual semifinal to crown themselves. Okay. The fittest at that so point. you'll get like your divisions will officially be crowned that this year. Yeah. So okay. under the CrossFit organization, Umbrella, yes. CrossFit brand will yeah. be. Yeah. And yeah. so just to make sure I heard it like correctly, last year there was a open Correct. for all of that, and this year mm-hmm. there's a uh, semifinal included. Like, for, okay. So yeah. that's the difference. Oh, yeah. yeah. Cool. So they're like, it's developing a little bit, but it's still um, yeah. not quite. I mean, it's the same as the Masters and Teens, really. Yeah. It, it's, it, you, you guys are following the exact same schedule as we are, really. Pretty much, yeah. right, yeah. yeah. And it was pretty cool, though, because I guess last year, 
it was kind of actually aggressive because we had to have two different opens. We had a wheel lot open and then the yeah. CrossFit open <laughs> because we had the wheel lot open plan before we even knew that CrossFit was going to have the adaptive mm-hmm. division in the open. So we're like, well, we're not going to cancel it. So yeah. we yeah. did both. And so I'd actually already qualified for the wheel lot games, like the stage one through yeah. the November wheel lot open. And then we did the February um, CrossFit open, which mm-hmm. then opened more slots for stage one. So yeah, it all kind of bled together really well and it blended well. And um, yeah, it was, a, it was a good transition for that first year for sure. Yeah. So what are your thoughts on the like upcoming season for you then? Um, it's cool to have a season. I'll say yeah. that. You know, <laughs> yeah. The, the wheel the gang has done a great job. You know, Chris, oh, yeah. Kevin Ogar, Johnny Prescott, they have done such a fantastic job of just giving us opportunities and helping us grow this sport as it is. Um, and so, you know, knowing that we're under the CrossFit brands kind of moving forward does excite me in many ways, you know, um, just got done with the games. I've got Wadapalooza in January, the open in February. So like there's a, there's an actual true season going Mm -hmm. on here that is continuing to evolve year after year. So, um, I look forward to the opportunity again, knowing that we're continuing to develop the idea of more adaptive athletes in the CrossFit games. Um, I can't say I'm super stoked about where we are Yeah, just because we saw the same situation last year where uh, it was very cool that those three divisions got to go to the games. I was so pumped to be in Madison to watch them compete and just see them throw down on the floor. It was just awesome. Um, And I think everybody kind of had the hope after last year, knowing that last year was kind of like a trial run to say like, Mm -hmm. how is this going to, how well does this blend into the schedule? I, I can't even begin to think of the logistics that it took to make those things all happen All the extra effort of more volunteer time and more money and more equipment and, you know, the whole, the whole shebang. But, um, I think we are all under all us being the adaptive athletes thinking like, okay, they figured it out. We heard reports. They loved it. Everyone thought it was great to see all the adaptive athletes there. We'll be with them next year. Yeah. And so I guess we are, we are kind of shocked when it was just the same three. I mean, kudos that we have a we have a semifinal which is mm-hmm. something we didn't have last year which i get which is great um but i think people are feeling left out because i know that you know there are athletes that are very frustrated that we won't have the same chance to earn money mm-hmm. we won't have the same chance to get a lot of the noble stuff and the swag yeah. and feel like we're a part of that program and that and that yeah. adaptive division when we have a semifinal, but it's a, even more, it's a virtual semifinal. Yeah. Like I have to do it from home. Like I don't even get to go somewhere kind of fun. So that's tricky, I guess. Yeah. Um, I guess I'm, I, it's, it's, a, it's like a yeah. walk in a hard place. Like I'm excited. <laughs> I'm excited that I get a chance and like that, that we're going to be a part of the CrossFit series even mm-hmm. further and it's continued to grow. I just don't think that anybody thought that we wouldn't see more divisions at the games this year. So yeah. it's just kind of like, yeah, it's like and I guess we, very excited sorry, with it was like very excited with the direction, but not happy with the like the result, here, the, yeah, yeah, like the the current like you said it well, but that's right. I mean that's. So I, what was interesting is that we were told last year that it was going to really be based on open participation and yeah. you know how many people were going and you know they put it under the umbrella that like we took the three most populated classes to the games last year from the open, which were those standing upper, standing lower, and narrow division. Mm-hmm. And to be honest, you don't really need to adapt much from what you're already doing for the able bodies. Yeah. So I, I get it. I understand. <laughs> but when they went and said like, well, let's just see how the open participation goes this next year for 2022. 
you say that, and then you go ahead and say, oh, just kidding, you're not going to the games even before we can have the open sign-up yeah. open. Uh, yeah. It's like, guys, hold on. What's the real truth here? Like, yeah. just come yeah. out and say it. So, And that's what it is. It's like, you know, I think that, you know, Kevin Kevin, and Alex Zirkenbach have done a fantastic job of advocating for, um, you know, adaptive athletes in the CrossFit world, and it's going gonna, it's gonna to continue to grow. And that's why I can't be too upset because I know there's more down the future. And yeah. it may not be me personally, but I know that at some point there will be seated athletes and short stature and mm-hmm. vision athletes at the games in Madison or wherever it may be in a couple of years. But um, it's, uh, it, you know, I'm, it's not like I'm not willing to help like let yeah. me show you what I can do. Let me let yeah. me show you what a seated athlete does look like, more than just a basic uh, assumption of what you think. Because I mm-hmm. think, you know, if I had to guess, like most of society, we think that people in wheelchairs need help all the time, or that they can't do things. Then they get out there and they're doing. Sorry, every leg every le- uh, rope climb is a legless rope climb, yeah. and we're pretty good at it. So yeah. it's like, you know, um, it's just like it's just those little things where it's like get some help from the community. Let us give you a broader idea of, or a more specific idea of what seated athletes can do or what does a short stature athlete need when they're out on the games floor. Mm-hmm. And, you know, those yeah. kind of things where I was think anybody, a little bit more outreach, we could figure it out. Was anybody from CrossFit itself at the Wheelwad Games, do you know? Um, not other than Kevin. Okay. Kevin acted yeah. as our, He's Kevin like, Ogre acted as our head judge. He's, He's like the liaison. liaison. Yeah. Yeah, he was like a Bozeman and then but yeah, he's the liaison between the two organizations. But uh more on what you just said. Um t- can you take us through you know, you know like kind of showing the world what you guys can do. I mean I think the people that are listening to this kinda of wanna to know too. It's like take me and I wanna hear it about what just happened in the, of the Wheelwad games. Can you take us lightly through how that Wheelwad games was this past one? Maybe some yeah. of the work, workouts that you've done and how you totally. do- how you dominated them all? <laughs> even how well, even how it's evolved too, because yeah, this is your fourth oh, yeah. one. So how like has yeah. it evolved in the past you know couple of years too? Right. Um, well, I guess in a very broad sense, when I first went in 2018, we were up in Collingwood, Ontario, which is like an hour and a half north of Toronto or any near airport. <laughs> um, yeah. that's, 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 like, that's and that's what it is. It Canada. was it was the hometown of our director, Chris Stoutenberg of Wheelwad. And so it made sense. It was, yeah. you know, he was ready to throw on a show and he did a great job. And at that point, we were also part of another able-bodied competition going on. So we kind of just blended in with them. Um, as the years have gone on, obviously this past year, we were on our own. We had our own sanctioned events, our own site. Yeah. It was just Wheelwad athletes. That was really cool to see. And I can tell you that it's going to continue to grow in the year's future, which is really cool. Um, I don't think there's any plan to, like, remove the Wheelwad games, even okay. if CrossFit does embed every adaptive division into the programming yeah i think it would just be maybe considered a sanctional or maybe for those that don't qualify for the games another great opportunity yeah, mm-hmm. um, yeah i love that it's going to continue to evolve yeah it's awesome um i think um obviously we've seen it grow as a number of a number of athletes as well too so um when i first went it was only five in 2018 we had like 10 seated in 2019 didn't have it in 2020 and then we went through the whole stage one stage two process but there was like 25 seated two guys that were competing for a spot in stage one before we got to the top mm-hmm. five that, that went to in person last week so yeah we, we ran the same kind of model that crossfit did in the covid year mm-hmm. um but it would have been huge had we just you know gone in and accepted that we could have made i'm sure added more people if we wanted to so um what has been really fun is 
and I guess a lot of people were asking when we're at the games and just talking about different athletes, you know, my advice was like, the people that are going to win are the athletes that are the most resilient, yeah. you know, because when it comes to this, Stout, Chrissy, uh, Chris Stoutenberg does a great job. Our director does a great job of applicating everything that we do to real life. And for a seated athlete, you know, the one workout I look at the most right now is uh, the, the lovely, the coffin workout that we yeah. had. It was, it was our seventh event of the weekend. It was a four round, 30 minutes on, 30 seconds off, basically just to get off of and reset basically of a four, for us, it was a, for seated two, it was a 400 meter row and then into max distance coffin flip. And oh my gosh. Which it was like a it, pig, right? It was like yeah, a pig. Yeah. yeah so for people that don't, haven't and, seen it, they should go watch right. though, but. <laughs> exactly. Yeah. And so then just like you'd expect at the games, we didn't get to see it before we got to work out. We yep. didn't get to touch it before we got on the floor. We had to figure it out on real time. And if you want a better idea, put four 24-inch boxes together, make them a lot heavier, and bound them together with, like, a single tie. Yeah. And that's how you have to get it over. And so I'm coming off that first row. I'm watching the heat before me, and they're, like, doing some, like, some people are going, like, these weird neutral grip hand on the handles and, and just trying to figure this out. And I, I go to pull it thinking, like, okay, this isn't too bad. I can, I can figure this out. And I go to pull on the first time and it like went nowhere. And I'm like, <laughs> good. Okay, good start. Yeah. Good. And so, um, and very quickly it was like, okay, this is just going to be a more forward level clean. And it's got to be a pull up and in situation because the only way to really get it up to like, once I got it to my knees, I might resting on my knees. It was super easy to get up underneath it and press it over. Yeah. But getting it up there took pulling up and in where you almost had to scotch it off the floor a little bit yeah. where it would come to you. Um, and so that was just like a big, almost like, I almost call it like a clean grip snatch kind yeah. of situation. So it was a very close, but you had to really throw it high overhead almost in a way to get yourself there. Um, and so just being able to adapt to that and having to deal with that. I mean, I could tell you there are plenty of times in my life where I've had to pick up really heavy things yeah. in my yeah. wheelchair in daily life to make things happen in the classroom at the pool. Yeah. Like, you know, I've. Taylor knows, like, I've had to put touch pads on my lap and get yeah. them into the water. Like, <laughs> yeah. it's a very similar idea. And so it was really cool to see that happen. Um, every single year is always a, a new new beast of the games like yeah. that, yeah. right? Like, there's the year before when we were at our in-person games in 2019, we had the package, which was basically just a large cube that was filled with, um, it was hollow inside. They tried water bags. They had dumbbells in there. Everything was just awkward. And like we were doing, we were basically doing like worm movements with it. So we were going shoulder to overhead to other shoulder. And then we were doing it like we were wheeling with it in a wheelie through grass up in like in an elevated grass area. Yeah. So like, seriously, like you got to get your kids to their soccer game and you're in a wheelchair and it's yeah. rough terrain. Figure it out. Yeah. It was really cool to have those kind of things. But, um, yeah, I mean, it was, and, you know, the biggest prop comes to the fact that there were 17 different divisions, mm -hmm. 11 different workouts this weekend, and we never fell off a schedule. Yeah. Oh, like, that's fantastic. It was just, it was unbelievable. Yeah. I mean, they were long days because yeah. I was, the seated two men were the last heat. And so, mm -hmm. of course, like we go to the, <laughs> we go to the, we go to the athlete briefing and then it'd be like, all right, well, we compete in three and a half hours. So we're going to go home and mm -hmm. come back later. And that's what we kind of did a lot. But, um, yeah, it was it was a great test of every level of fitness. We, you know, we had a seven minute AMRAP of clean and jerks. We had a max distance swim. We had a running time trial. 
We had um, clean under heavy duress from a one minute max echo bite calories. Mm-hmm. And it was, it was everything. We even ended it on uh, the last two workouts on Sunday were called chaos one and chaos two. Cause just like the game, yep. we didn't know what we were doing. We didn't know how many, we didn't know how long. And we just waited for our judge who was silently counting in their head to tell us when to go on to the next movement. Um, and so the first one of that day ended up being a dumbbell DT with a, just a butt ton of double unders thrown in there at random places. So it was like, oh, we man. started on double unders. Then we did 12 deadlifts and then it was back to double unders. And then we did the nine, six, and then we did a full round of DT. And then we broke into like 300 split ropes for just, and like, I'm, I'm just staring I'm at impressed my judge. the judge could keep that straight. Right. <laughs> I don't know. I don't know if he did. Who knows? Yeah. Right. But like, you're good. You're good. Just move just, the next thing. <laughs> I'm just like staring at my judge, watching him count be like, I'm ready for you. You yes. can tell me what's next. And then, um, and then the same thing in the last workout was, um, an unknown Jackie. So yeah. like we didn't get to see the rower distance. We didn't get to see the rower calories. We saw nothing. We were just rowing and they're like, good, you're done. Push press. You're like, yeah. what? Okay. And we just, and then we quickly figured out it was Jackie, but it was still like, it was a great way to say like, you know, everybody games workouts. They know mm-hmm. what they know. They have a strategy. Now it's a true test of fitness. Like yep. how hard are you willing to go? And for how long can you hold on to that? So yeah, should um, I be going really hard? Like my face really hard right now. Not yeah. that hard. But is it a sprint? Yeah. Is it an endurance workout? Yes. Yeah. But uh, needless to say, it was a very successful weekend, and and just having the chance to be out on a live competition floor and oh, really yeah. feel adrenaline for what it is again was like, oh, it was so nice. It was so relieving. So yeah. I can't wait for a lot of blues. I'm already gearing up. I I'm know. Excited. Me too. Yeah. I'm excited. <laughs> so will that be? Uh, do you know? I mean, is that going to be similar? Because I that's where I met you. Uh, you know, face to face is down in uh, Wadapalooza. You won that weekend there. That that competition too. That was really impressive. Um, well, because that was the first time you had like even seen adaptive in person too. Yeah, I mean, it was yeah. it was ultra honestly. ultra motivating. I mean, I have never <laughs> been. I mean, I had hair on the back of my neck was standing up. It was fantastic watching you guys, especially. Um, on the what's not the bay hill what is it the bayside base the bayside at night under the lights and the music and you guys were doing like your last events of the day i mean it was it was pretty impressive i think it was the bull whips or whatever you for the double unders yeah maybe yeah yeah, oh man that looked (laughs) brutal Um, but well my question is i mean do you i mean you said you look forward to wadapalooza again i mean is it it, do you know is it going to look similar to what it has in the past down there or have they made some changes yeah. to that as well what are you what, what's going to go on with that i mean i can tell you so far i've only i've only had the chance to go down once because i think the year after i went they moved it because of the super bowl and it didn't work out my schedule and then they ah, canceled right. it last year um but the year that i went was just like uh, nothing that i experienced like i had gone to the games at that point for wheel wad and was you know enamored by that alone and then just seeing us adaptive athletes be so involved in Wadapalooza that is the way we were. And like, I think a couple times we were right after the elite heats and yeah. nobody in this, nobody in the crowd left. And you're like, what? <laughs> they're, gonna act, they're actually going to watch us. Like, yeah. that's amazing. Um, so, you know, I, I can only hope for the best. I think, you know, my experience in 2018 was awesome. And I'm, I've always been chomping at the bit to get back. So I, you know, they aren't going to do anything wrong by any means. And we're very fortunate that they, um, you know, are so welcoming to adaptive athletes and willing to make us a part of the programming. And um, no, it's always been a seamless, seamless transition down there. And just having the opportunity is huge. So, well, they you know. have um, seated one and seated two there, or is it just seated? No, good question. So yeah, they did combine seated one and seated two okay. together. So that will be one difference. 
just because again, I think they they did did have to generalize the classes just yeah. for time purposes. Yeah, um, there's so many. So I think there's, divisions there. It's crazy. Right, like with standing upper, we have in the wheel wide world, we have standing upper with one point contact and two point of contact. So okay, you have some guys that are you know, brachial plexus injuries yeah. that have no arm at all and some that have half an arm and they yeah, yeah. push that barbell with half their arm. So there'll be one lump sum, seated will be one lump sum. Um, and I believe standing lower is the same way too. One point and two point contact yeah, yeah. will be together too. Okay. So those three, those three classes. Yeah. I was just going to say, we going back to the, the pig flips, like there's just yeah. an awesome video on Tom's Instagram. And so if, to, to the person listening you got to go to hit i uh, will link it below but you have to go uh watch it and i love love your love you at the end there just like oh like all time like and i just put the camera in taylor's face so many times at that moment it's like just so funny like he hasn't oh, been flipped off yeah. yet but it's been yes, just yes. thought about it a few times yeah, yeah. yeah. There's, if there's one thing that's the bane of my existence it's seated rowing oh my god it's yeah. so difficult it's so different because now with seated two, we have the ability to put our feet into the holsters of the rower, mm-hmm. even though the seat is detached. Um, so it makes a huge difference. But we weren't allowed to at the games. So like, okay. And then again, it just it just changes your range of motion and so yeah, much. Yeah. And so like, my heart was just oh, beating yeah. through my throat by the end of that workout. Like that fourth round, I was like, I do not want to be on this <laughs> rower. And it was, and it was like, and I thought the guy on the far end from me was like only a pig flip or two or coffin flip or two behind me. So I'm like, I know I had to go and I had to sell myself. And it was just like, I finished. And that's like, that's when like the Fran lung came in and I got like more uncomfortable (laughs) resting than actually working. And it was like, oh yeah, it was ugly. So if you don't lock your feet in, is that where you'd have like uh, Jason or are you still working with Jason? Jason, they they get to stand behind you. That you really need somebody to kind of participate with you on some of these workouts, correct? Oh, absolutely. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Having a wheel man, as they call him, or yep. an anchor, a wheel man. Um, <laughs> is, yeah, is is super crucial. So, Jason, who is you know the fittest seated handler on earth, um, he's uh, <laughs> he's he is an absolute rock. He he and I have had great communication over these last four or five years of just figuring out what works well. Um, and rowing is no joke for him. I mean, that guy have to hold himself down because when I lean back into mm-hmm. that row, I'll throw my weight into it, you know, yeah. and he's got to be ready for that. And if one break isn't as fun as the other one, like I could shift side to side. And then if I do that, my feet could come off their position in the front and that changes my whole entire neck yeah. pole. And that can be detrimental, you know, mm-hmm. when it's, when it's that close, like we were all pretty competitively rowing near the same yeah. times in that workout. Um, fun fact, I broke my break off my left side of my chair during an event, like, three oh, of great. the weekend like literally i finished i was warming warming down on the skier or something like that and i like came up to it and i put my brake on and i like pushed through it to click it and i just kept pushing and my hand kept going and i looked and my brakes in my hand and i look at jason like oh no i have to work really hard this weekend because <laughs> i just took away half your resources <laughs> and, and, um, all gas and so, brakes I mean, yeah yeah well right? didn't i say was, did you post something about didn't you did you lose a chair on the flight back or something or did somebody oh was, no they accidentally so the, I don't know if they marked the gate check ticket wrong, but they like they had transferred my chair from my first flight directly to my connecting flight instead of giving it to me at my oh, gate. Oh, gotcha. Uh, so I just had to use a I just had to use a hot uh, one of those. Ah, one no, I thought chairs. somebody snagged that that nice <laughs> no, that, that nice no, that, chair you got. That'd have been a nightmare. Taylor remembers that though because when we went to Buffalo for the yeah. first time, they smashed yeah. my wheelchair. Oh, that was like not the good. whole rim was unpushable. It's like and I was bent. like, yeah, and we were in like 
eight feet of snow already in Buffalo. It's so course. stupid. Yeah, you like get off the airplane and here. you're like, "What well, is this snow?" Yeah, that wouldn't happen in Florida. That'll happen <laughs> no, in right? upstate New yeah. York. Yeah, when, it's, when there's yeah. eight feet of snow on the ground. No, but Jason does a great job. Um, you know, when it comes to holding the chair, we communicate well. So if I'm finding that like I'm shifting a certain way, I'll I can just say like right, left, yeah, you know, forward, back. Like he knows how to adjust to those cues, he knows. those cues. So. It's uh, it's very much a team out there when we're out there. It's not I I can't take all the credit for the success. He's he's kept me solid, especially seven minutes of an seven minute and wrap of cleaning jerks. I, I think I started facing forward by the end. I had turned like ninety. <laughs> totally unaware at that point. So, <laughs> how often do you train with Jason? Like at the gym, or is it just? Um, that's actually ironically not a lot. Yeah. Um, I actually have a lot of setups that I can do to help myself. So when it comes to like rowing, for instance, um, I can put my chair up against the wall. Yeah. I can put the rower out in front of me and I can still get a lot of the same, like I put plates mm-hmm. on the front of it so it doesn't move. Um, and I often have been putting my feet in the rower. So that makes me yeah. even more stable actually. Um, I have a fifth wheel on my chair as well. So for yeah. anchoring, so any sort of barbell movement, I can just do that on my own. If I'm going crazy, crazy heavy, like PR kind of stuff, um, yeah. I'll have somebody there if it's not Jason. Yeah. Um, but that's often, you know, it's not very often that that happens anyway. So, um, no, I think we just have such a good rapport that when it comes to online qualifiers or opens or mm-hmm. on, in-person games, it's, we just, we, we get it. He knows what he needs to do and we talk about it, talk a good strategy and it seems to work. Yeah, nice. <laughs> Teddy, this is exactly what you talk about with like Matt and I when we do qualifiers. Yep. It's like a, it's like an orchestra, and it's probably exactly the same for like you and Jason. Yeah, I, I, oh yeah, exactly. It's like uh, so Matt will be judging Taylor, and I. It's literally like um like a golfer and caddy is like almost my like maybe oh, yeah. move to like Matt's like moving with Taylor like out of you know getting mm-hmm. into the different positions, and it's just it's cool this in in like you're communicating during during yeah. it and it's it's very much a uh like like even the footwork of matt judging is kind of funny like <laughs> it, it, it it definitely is a team effort in those for sure i had a, can, yeah. I, can I get one in about yeah, um no you're good uh like there's you hear a lot of crossfit games athletes today like how did you get into the sport and it's like i saw it on espn or i saw it on cbs and like that i just wanted to be like that and all that um in a sense being like when the CrossFit games was so visible that it inspired a lot more and that grew a lot quicker. Right. And a lot of yeah. people that definitely went down to like the affiliates as well. Like a lot of people see it on, on the ESPN. Like I want to be like, like whether it's maybe I don't want to be a CrossFit games athlete, but yeah. they, they get into the sport or methodology because of that. And my question is for like the future of the adaptive divisions. Do you think that, um, cause we're talking about like the growth of the sport and the open participation. Mm-hmm. Do you think, um that so this would be longer term horizons but with the adaptive division at the games this year and on the broadcast do you, do you kind of feel like um or how do you think that that'll impact like more adaptive athletes getting into just crossfit in general and, and that open participation and being like whoa it, like kind of you, you mentioned it, like is there a sport like for is there a crossfit for in wheelchairs so do you think um i guess what are your what are your thoughts on how this year's games and broadcast will uh maybe grow that whole adaptive community in the sense yeah um you know i think it was great last year knowing that like you can even look back now and you can go on youtube from last year's games and you can click the the specific adaptive heats from the crossfit and watch us on youtube like that's so cool in itself you know it's pretty great that, that that availability is there um i think it's 
it's tough again in the fact that there's only the same three classes going this year. So you're you're funneling yourself into a specific brand of adaptive athlete right now, which is kind of hard because I don't know what we're going to get with our semi final yeah, that's virtual, you know, and that's hard to broadcast any of that. So yeah. I can't imagine we're going to be a situation like I don't know enough yet. And I like I literally yeah. don't know much about it other than like it's happening June 2nd through the 5th. But yeah. <laughs> is it going to be like Rogue where they you know, send a camera crew and a judge to every single gym and they actually, you know, judge us and video us and put us on the live stream. I don't know. Mm-hmm. Right. Um, I think one thing that could really help the whole face and help encompass everybody is if CrossFit did a little bit more to actually reach out and speak and promote WheelWad, yes, right. Yeah. And just actually show, Hey, this is WheelWad. This is where you get started and work better with them. Um, mm-hmm. I know, I'm not gonna. I'm not gonna spread rumors or anything, but I know that not everything is always hunky dory between the two sides sure. because, you know, both are pulling their own directions, trying to get their own favor, and so it's hard to always meet in the middle. And I can understand where, maybe not always the most fun conversations to have, um, but you know, I think if we can find a way to better promote the virtual semifinal or mm-hmm. even just highlight athletes of the, of the adaptive nature um, in the open. And, you know, I think what I think would be really cool and a great way to get it going is bring in two adaptive athletes to um, do an open on, a, on the third. Well, yeah, but on a Thursday night, like yeah, to reveal a yeah, workout. Yeah, yeah that would bring be really two cool. athletes to go do that. You yeah. know, like how awesome would that be yeah. to yeah. be like, this is possible. Or, you know, it doesn't have to be the first heat. You know, you, you bring Medeiros and Vellner and then how they always bring in like a scaled heat. Like bring yeah. two seated athletes on the side or two short stature athletes on the side and be like, here you go. That you honestly, that honestly wouldn't even take. That requires no work on yeah. their part, right? I mean, they're doing right. it. They're doing a heat anyway. We well, did it last year. It's yeah. like you need a yeah. dumbbell in a box. Right. Got it. Okay. Yeah. Well, yeah. So, um, I think that would be really cool. Um, I think really it's it's on it's on myself and adaptive athletes in general though to help just grow and promote the sport. I can't lie that like I'm not a huge fan of posting stuff on Instagram and like all yeah. my workout stuff. Like one because I don't have time and I don't. Like I barely have time to work out most days where I'm like, I don't want to take the time to set up cameras and film this yeah. and then like crop and net it all day later. Um, but uh, I think it's just, it's important to do that though, because mm-hmm. people need to see what's out there and what's available to them. I know the athletic training, uh, adaptive training association or Academy, excuse me, ATA is doing a great job of, you know, building, they, they've branched off of the CrossFit name and they're basically serving themselves as, yeah. L1 seminar staff and they're going around the country and promoting and getting people to get their adaptive training certifications. So that's again, a great way and they can help show all the different classes and all the different ways to adapt and modify. Mm-hmm. Um, but it's just going to take, it's going to take us athletes doing more to promote ourselves and yeah. to promote the sport and say, this is what it looks like. We're happy to help you. Here's a gym. Just go to any gym. There are plenty mm-hmm. of people that are certified and ready to help you because CrossFit again, as we started is really for anybody. So, well, you broke the internet with that handstand walk video. So if, if people didn't get hyped up and want to join in, I don't know what else we can do. I mean, that was that was crazy. Well, it's also it's interesting though too because I I, I realized like I need to post the boring stuff. Yeah, like, yeah. I need to post yeah. the stuff of like me getting in and out of my chair. Yeah. Because if I just post, you know, the ring muscles from last week or mm-hmm. handstand walk, like people are gonna be like, "There's no way I'm doing that." <laughs> right. You know? yep, exactly. That took, me, <laughs> that took me years to figure out. So it's like. Yeah that's not realistic. Like I got to show a wall ball. I got to show a seated dumbbell snatch. Like those kind of yeah. things are really what's going to get us going. So it's a good little reminder for myself. <laughs> I will say I, um, 
like tagged you in my story and tagged CrossFit Games in my story two times and they did like like it both times i was like well at least someone's on their media like seeing it granted they didn't repost it but i was like at least (laughs) like but it's better than just them like if i tag crossfit games and anything about myself they don't like it so i was like well at least they liked it (laughs) yeah right but it's still they have crossfit like repost a couple things where like i showed them a progression of my standing burpees and yeah they obviously reposted the handstand walk thing so yeah i mean they're I can't. But, yeah. I can't hold a gun to their head for not letting me in this year, or us adaptive athletes that are not going to the games. But I know they're trying. So yeah. it's it's oh. growing, but it still has a lot of growth to go. Yeah, for yeah. Sure. The podcast um, that HQ puts out, like I think it's called the Sport of CrossFit yeah. Podcast. Now, um, had an episode this week with Kevin and alec on there yeah. and it was super cool you actually you got a quick shout out on there by the way so it's oh, okay. um yeah, they're, like, they're like and my buddy tom who just dominates and has won the past four times for example. yeah yeah and so but they were talking about how uh kind of it's a i really recommend anybody like listening to go like go check that one out because it's really cool um the the sort of they talk about plan, the plans of like growing it and kind of some yeah. of the challenges they that they faced like one example being like the the logistics are so tight at the games, like minute by minute. And like, yeah. we weren't oh, yeah, quite, yeah. we weren't quite ready for that. Cause like the day that you, the team, uh, competition was like delayed, uh, cause the, of the like, rain. Workout. Yeah. Or whatever yeah. it was, but it was, I saw, I was like in the media, like when does the team division go? Cause it, yeah. I was, I could only go down in the Coliseum media, um, pass for the, for yes. your guys's heat. Yeah. And like, the lady was getting printouts like almost every 10 minutes the your your time would update by like two minutes like yeah. oh it's 6 17 oh it's 6 23 oh yeah. it's this and so they're like wow. talking about like it's down to the minute and like so it oh, was, sure. it's a cool like and so i think alec was saying he's like you know neuro um neuro division we like need to maybe have two or three more minutes to, like get off the floor after yeah. the workout that we had like because that was and there it's an yeah. interesting like seeing the behind the scenes on that like yeah um and they talk a lot about like i mean kevin's got this this like quote here i'll just other uh, read is like i think over the next couple of years you're going to see not just an outgrowth in the sport but an outgrowth in the adaptive community and the general population as a whole people are going to stop being scared to be out in the world with a disability they're going to be more outgoing more comfortable in their own skin because they are capable and that they are being told that they're capable i can't imagine something that can be more impactful on someone's life who's being told no their entire life and someone telling them, yes, yes, you can, and I'll show you. And so it's like kind of cool mm-hmm. seeing the, um, they're talking a lot about how, you know, the we are talking age group took like three or four years after to get to the games they started and like the adaptive was just one. So like getting, um, you know, the chance to grow faster than things have been mm-hmm. in the past. Yeah, right. Yeah. I mean, that, that's, that quote is very, um, I think that's like the beauty of CrossFit because you have that same quote in, with the adaptive athletes and you have that same quote with women like mm-hmm. having muscles and like I remember like swimming mm-hmm. the same thing. Like I did not fit the mold. I always had big shoulders. I never had a thigh gap. Like, you know, and I was not comfortable in my own skin until I went to a CrossFit gym and people are like, wow, like look at your arms. They're so strong. And I was like, oh, I was like, I thought I should like be ashamed of these. And it's like the same thing. Like that's yeah. the beauty of CrossFit the sport itself and just the whole being in a gym in a community is you everyone there 
they don't care what your background is. They don't care who you are. Like they're there to tell you you can do something, not that you can't. And like that's, yeah. that, I mean that's like the beauty. That's literally like the beauty of CrossFit right there. And that yeah, quote, it's cool. Absolutely. Well, before we before we <laughs> shut down, I got to tell him thanks. I uh, I didn't get a chance to tell you this yet because um, I was in a fog. I did see you at the games, but I I don't even know if you, how much you meant this. This meant to me, but my first event was that run. You know, we just had a run. I don't know, whatever it was, four and a half six mile, mile four and a half mile run or whatever. <laughs> Casual four and a half mile. Run. Yeah, but you were. But fun. I heard you. You were out there. Like every run, like I, I think every one of my every lap, laps, yeah. Yeah. probably every lap, my guy. Yeah, yeah, dude, I, I could hear, you know, you could hear, you know, I obviously heard your voice before, so I could hear it every single time. That was ultra motivating because that was real. That was a really, really tough workout to stay engaged on. So you did help. I appreciate that. <laughs> I did hear you. Awesome so, thanks, man. So man, that, that that meant a lot for you sure. Crushed it though. That was so cool. Yeah, well, I don't know. I don't know about that, but listen, you, you did keep me engaged. That's for sure. So that's part. That's half the battle because that was that was a rough one. Yeah. Oh yeah. That's no fun. Before we wrap up, Tom, where can people find you um, online if they want to see some of these videos yeah. of uh, that we've been talking yeah. about? Sure. Uh, well, my Instagram is my handle is my actual name, so just at Tom T O M Miazga M I A Z G A. Um, got a Twitter, a Facebook, all under the same name. And uh, if you want to see a little bit more about our gym, we are Adapt and Conquer CrossFit uh, up in Grafton, Wisconsin. So Google them and you'll find us. Nice. Awesome. We'll put it yeah. in the link below. <laughs> oh, yeah. Thanks, everybody. Yeah. Thank Thanks. you, guys. Thanks for coming on, man. We'll see you soon.